Hey, it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Macro Social Work Your Way. Be sure to connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram at the underscore MSW coach, Facebook at the MSW coach, and on LinkedIn as Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach. This is going to be a great episode. Hey, 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 it's Marthea Pitts, the MSW coach, and I'm back for another episode of my podcast, Macro Social Work Your Way. And um, I wanted to talk about something a little different today because I'm feeling led to talk about this um, because it's something that I'm currently going through. And when I thought about it this morning, well, thought about it literally just a few minutes ago, I was like, I've gone through this several times before. I just didn't know there was a name to it or a reason behind it. And it felt, (laughs) now that I have, you know, more information about what it is and why it has to happen, I understand it, but it still doesn't make it easy, right? So then I started to think about how many other people are going through the same exact thing in their career. And so this isn't like typed out. I don't have a script. I'm going to just talk. Like I'm talking to my homegirls, <laughs> my homeboys, because I have, I have a lot of um, both. So people I know closely right and so I just want to be clear like there's a little uncomfortability around me talking about this thing on my podcast episode because I know that because I know that my business is centered around also my professional brand and persona and one thing I'm very 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 um adamant about in my professional life is keeping my personal separate from my professional right so I would never share what I'm sharing in like a traditional nine to five setting never I don't have those types of conversations with my coworkers and colleagues I just don't because I've seen over the years how it backfires on people so I'm very clear but I feel I'm I'm feeling led to say it here so here goes. I want to talk about the season of separation and why it's required for you to go to the next level in your life, right? And so I hope those who listen to my podcast, maybe you're new, know and understand that I am a believer. I am led by my faith in everything that I do. And I don't hide that. Um so with the separation, and so this isn't the episode for you click off, um, click off, but it will help someone, I know. So with the separation, the season of separation, where I am right now in my life is that everything that I've ever known, everything, every person that I've ever known, even like the things that make me Marthea have been stripped away from me, right? Over the Things that I have known, loved, held on to, have become a part of my my 
identity as a human being over the last 12 years have been stripped away from me. Um, some of them slowly over time and many of them all at one time. So I shared on my, in my Instagram stories a few weeks ago, very briefly, and then I think I took it down after a few hours. Because again, it's the whole me understanding now that I am my own, <laughs> my own career and I can share these things and me sharing them will help others, right? I'm getting now what people tell me because a good friend of mine told me the other day, like, Marthy, I wish you would share more of these types of things because it really helps me in her career. She was like, I know it will help other people. So I'm going to say it. Earlier this year, I went through a breakup, right? And so I was with this person for 12 years, 12 years, um, which is a whole nother conversation in and of itself about giving away your minutes, but <laughs> 12 years. And so when that breakup occurred at the beginning of the year, it broke me. It broke me because it was so out of left field. It was, it was, I did not expect it. I did not see it coming. And honestly, the day before it happened, I remember telling the person, and I've never seen anything like this in my life. I remember telling the person, like, I am the most happiest ever. This is what I've been dreaming for. This is what I've been praying for. And I am finally here. And I had one evening of just like what I felt was true, true happiness because everything that I had been working up to in the last 12 years inside and outside of that relationship was happening in that exact moment in time. And then the next day <laughs> is when my world came shattering down. So I share that because when it happened, because I, what I'm realizing too, and um, is that I've never experienced a breakup before, right? Not a breakup where someone broke up with me. I have never experienced that. I was always the one breaking up with people and it never was um, just a complete cut off like even with this relationship it was always like a go back and forth oh we're gonna break up okay and then we back you know two weeks later so this is like a completely new process for me in the middle of a high that I was having in my business right so I was completely blindsided and it all it took me out it I was gonna say it almost took me out it took me out it's it took me out but what I learned during that period of time because, and I, okay, I get it, okay. The reason I'm being led to share this right now is because I finally released it, right? I was listening to a sermon the other day about the fact that you have grieved long enough, right? Because when that breakup happened, I wasn't just grieving the breakup with the person because on a deeper level, there was a relief that that relationship ended, right? An un unspoken relief. Like I was released from something, right? And I'm not gonna go into details here, but I was released. But 
I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. So basically, when that breakup happened, okay, so I heard this sermon the other day about you have grieved long enough. And they were talking about not when people pass away, but also relationships that have ended, be it career relationships, you know, jobs that you relate, go from romantic relationships, friendship relationships. And it was like, you have grieved long enough. And that you are truly not living the life of a believer where you are led by your faith when you grieve like just going on and on because at this point it's been over six months going on six months maybe going on seven months and every day up until the day that I heard that sermon I'm not gonna lie I was sick in anticipation of that person coming back or that person calling me or that person reaching out to me or that person sending me flowers right and like the pastor said in that sermon was you're sitting and grieving and hoping and waiting for them to come back and they not even thinking about you. <laughs> that was some truth. But that message was for me because I was, I even though I I was, I felt like I was healed. I wasn't crying no more because I was crying those first few months. Like the first two months, your girl, your girl was was low. <laughs> but um I wasn't crying anymore, but I still was sitting in anticipation. So I say that to say, like, that sent me this morning when I was like, okay, I'm supposed to talk about the waiting season, the separation season, right? I That then made me think about, okay, because I know I'm in a pivotal, like, point in my professional life right now. I'm at a pivotal point where I clearly am, am something bigger is coming, right? It's coming. It's coming and I'm supposed to be doing my work and preparation for it, right? So what I've learned over the years, now that I understand more about this separation season, is that when you are separated from the things that you know and you love, it's because God is wanting you to draw closer to him. And I by no means will do this conversation any justice because I am learning more and more about the separation season, right? And it's because God wants you to draw closer to him. He wants you to rely on him for the things that you need uh, for comfort instead of man, right? So that's the same thing with your job. Many of you are in jobs right now where you're just like, I hope, I, or you're waiting on a job, right? And it's like, oh, I hope the hiring manager calls me. No, you want to be hoping that God opens the door for you if that is the place where you are supposed to be. So going back to this, so I quickly reflected this morning on points in my life when I was, now that I have a name for it, in the waiting, in the separation season. In the separation season, and when I was thinking back, I'm like, dang, it was always right before something major changed in my life. Always. I remember when I was transitioning out of um, call centers, right? And I was I had already started going to school at that point. I, uh, my coldest partner, I was, I wouldn't say we was best friends. But we was good, good, good friends, right? Um, and I was friends with this person for a long, long time. And it was somewhere up in there. It was somewhere 
after I had transitioned out of call centers to I got my case management job, I was starting my master's degree. It was somewhere up and during that period of time when this person just stopped being my friend. <laughs> and I remember grieving that relationship. I remember mourning that relationship because I did not, for the life of me, and I still don't to this day, understand why this person stopped being my friend. And I didn't do anything wrong because I'm a, a very, I'm a type of person like if someone started moving different around me and we've been cool up until then, I will play back like everything that has happened. And if I realize like, dang, you kind of said something a little wrong or made them feel a little something, I will go back and apologize, which that rarely happens because I am very cautious of other people's feelings or at least try to be. Like I don't move through the world just like, oh, forget how they feel. I'm gonna just say what I want. I say I do what I want. No, I am very cautious of people's feelings um, because I've had people be careless with mine. That's why I always say like, and past episodes, it's like, I want to tell y'all more stuff, but I, I, I'm i not going to do it because I feel like y'all don't be ready for it, right? Because I'm very cautious of people's feelings. My emotional intelligence is off the chart. So I remember when that breakup happened, when she stopped being my friend. And for years, years after, I would play back in my mind what happened. Like I grieved it for so long. And when I finally released it, when I stopped grieving it, that's when, um, that was around the time when some major things like started to change in my life. I had lost a bunch of weight. I had went on a weight loss journey, right? Um, I started to travel a lot, lot more. I was, I wasn't working it. Was I working I don't know, these years flying together. But either way, I was traveling every weekend. I was doing stuff that I had never done in the years prior when she and I was friends, right? I was traveling every weekend. I had money coming out of everywhere. But when before, money was just always a struggle, like a struggle. Money was flowing from everywhere. To this day, I don't know how I was living. This had to be right before my case management job. Or shortly thereafter. I don't know. The years are a blur. But either way, I was going through a clear transition point in my in my life, right? Um, and then I thought about the next transition in my life was when, um, and I'm not going to name a person or like what their role was in my life, but when another relationship ended and... Um, was it a relationship or was it more so of me like abandoning the old identities of me? Um, yeah, probably was more of that where I started to release like, because I taught, I shared a reel one time and this is just me, it's flowing y'all, I don't know, but I'm trying to think and process it the same time while being coherent. Like I could just talk <laughs> and let it flow out when I'm talking to my friends. But I taught, I shared a post one time, a real one time on my Instagram page about how when I worked in case management, I began drinking wine every day in large amounts. And this was, this is me coming from never having drunk at all, at all. And this was in my mid thirties. 
like drinking wine every day, bottles of it, because I was, I didn't know it back then, but now I know it's because I was so stressed out by that dang on job, that case management job. Again, another reason that 1001, I go so hard in the paint about helping social workers get out of case management jobs because I know what it did to me. I know what it did to friends of mine who worked in those types of jobs and all of the things. So I shared that. So it was around that time, right, in my life where I called out the guy. I was like, God, please deliver me from this. <laughs> like, I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink, right? And it, and the whole drinking thing started because I was going out to happy hours every day with my coworkers after work, right? They were the first time I was like, Hey, Martha, we go to we go to Margarita Happy Hour after work, and then I went, and it became a every day dang near thing right and again being a person who never drunk alcohol I couldn't stand alcohol right due to personal reasons I just didn't do it so and then it spiraled out of control to me drinking at home by myself right and I knew I had a dang on issue because I would google what how like what was the metrics the definitions of being an alcoholic a person who was, who abuses alcohol, excuse me, a person who uses substances, alcohol. And so I remember Googling and they were like, if you drink at home by yourself more than a few nights a week, like it's a whole definition out there on the, it's either the AA website or some type of governmental website. Like what it is. And I was like, I meet all of that. I drink by myself. I drink every day after work. I drink multiple bottles of wine, right? And so it was around that time when I began to call out to God. I was like, God, deliver me from this because I don't want to drink. This is not what I want to do. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, and I never did. It's just become a thing. And so it was around that time when I began to, when God began to like deliver me from that help me because I was crying out in hell every night help me from this um when he began to help me with that that's when um other relationships in my life start well that's when I began to like lose that identity piece of me where when my friends would call and say hey we're going to margarita hours like I don't want to go to margarita hour I'll catch y'all next time Call me when you're doing something else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm I'm good on that one. Um, and then also even with the whole weight loss thing, when I began to eat more healthy, I then went through a, a season of separation because in the city where I live, the only things you can do here are go out to eat and go out to drink, right? Because it's a college town. So I remember doing like an all call to all of my friends at the time. I said, don't call me to go out. I said, if you want to do something with me, it need to be non-food related. <laughs> this is like 10 plus years ago. It needs to be non-food related. I don't want to go out to eat. I don't want to, I don't want nothing to drink. I don't want to do none of that. Right. And so because that's all there to, that's all that's here to do. We don't have events. We don't have like a, um, what's that thing that I've been wanting to do for years where you go and paint pottery? We don't have that. We have a little like now we have people who are 
starting their own businesses, doing those types of things, but it's not an everyday occurrence. You can't just walk into a place and do an activity like that, but you can walk into a restaurant. You can walk into a restaurant with a bar, right? You can go to the club. I've never, I've never been a club person. So that's why I'm not even throwing that into the equation. But here in my city, that's all people do is go out to the club. And I'm not judging those people. That's just not what I do. <laughs> so I remember when I went through that whole shedding of that identity of me of going to the Mexican restaurant and drinking margaritas and drinking wine and eating and doing all of the things that I went through a season of a season of separation. Because God want now I know God wanted me by himself. And so after I went through that whole season, thing blessings started to rain down on me really truly career-wise I believe that was around the time when I I don't remember what job I got but I I made I had landed a major job after that right so I'm sharing all that to say this and hopefully it's coming together I am right now am in a season of separation Right. And it's not just a romantic relationship that I share. It's also a, another very significant relationship in my life that I won't share here. But I know why God has me separated. And at first, before I started like doing research or not even research, starting hearing because he sends me signs, right? Before he started, before I started paying attention to the signs, I thought I was being punished. Right. And so that goes back. Let's go back. Right. That goes back to 15 years ago, Marthea, late 20s, Marthea, where I thought that I was being punished. And I remember talking to my good friend at the time back then. I was like, I think God's punishing me. And she was like, God never punishes people. I was like, I feel like I'm being punished for something. I don't know what it is because it was. Everything in my life was so hard. Everything was hard. I couldn't pay my light bill. And this is 15, 18 years ago. Probably even more closer to 20. Everything was so hard. So things were cheaper back then. I, I used to struggle paying a hundred some odd dollar light bill. I used to, I didn't have a car. I used to struggle. I used to struggle like buying groceries because I never qualified for, for any like assistance. So I used to struggle. Oh my gosh. Oh, I thank God. I'm just, I'm no longer there. I thank God. But back then I used to be like, I think God is punishing me. But when I look back at it now, I was being separated. It didn't look like my relationships ending because I was in a major, I was in major relationships then, but it was because God was kept trying to, now also let me throw in, Marthea acts like Lot's wife. If you read your Bible, you know what that is, right? I have struggled over the last 20 years with looking back on things looking back and opening closed doors I'm very clear about that so around that time the relationship that I was in it was a lot of God trying to remove that person from me and me bringing them back me reopening closed doors I am the queen of that so also that's where I am too right now because I've been crying out to God 
God, please save me from that. I want to, I want to be fully led in my faith. I want to be fully led in my belief in you and the promises that you made me in 2019. And I don't want to keep reopening closed doors. Right. So that's why I think I feel it and I'm more aware of it now that I am in my separation season. Because I can't, I can't go back and open them doors and bring back my like comfy blanket of a person. Right. You know how babies, little babies have their 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 blankets that they love that keep them comfortable and cozy. Like I used to have people like that. And um, when things would get hard, I would open up that closed door and be like, hey, how you doing? Just to hear that voice, just to talk to them on the phone, knowing that I have no business talking to the person or doing the thing, right? Or eating the food or drinking the wine, right? It's to comfort those feelings. And so I am now in a season where I have been intentional with God, like, Lord, please, please, crying out to God. Don't let me, I don't want to be Lot's wife. I believe that's his wife's name. I've been reading my Bible a lot more too, right? Because God is separating me to get me closer to him. Because that is ultimately who I have to rely on, right? And when I do that, he will then deem me suited to receive the blessings that he has promised me, right? But it's the whole waiting and not knowing when and then also sitting in your aloneness. But you're not alone, right? And I'm going to say this and I'm going to end because I don't even know if I'm going to release this episode. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> and then that and then I'll play it all day in my mind, me being disobedient, right? I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to be brave enough to hit release on this. But when I was going through that breakup at the beginning of the year, one night, my I just, I had never felt like that in my life. Oh my God, my heart was so broken. <laughs> my heart was broken. And I called out to God. And all I said was, help me. And, I, and all I said was, help me. Because I remember hearing someone, be it Oprah or Maya Angelou or something, years ago say, if you don't know how to pray, because that's also something I struggle with. Like, feel like I don't pray right. And so I heard them say, like, if you ever get to a point like that, all you got to do is say is help me, the Lord. All you got to do is say help me. You ain't even got to say the Lord part. And he will help you. So I remember, because also, again, I'm going through two major breakups. I didn't talk about the other one. I'm just talking about the romantic one. But there is another significant family breakup that I, that I was dealing with. And all I said was, help me. And I felt the Lord's. I have never felt this before in my life. I felt the Lord sit on my edge of my bed because I was curled up on the side of my bed. I felt the Lord sit on the edge of the bed with me and put his hand on my back. And I keep pausing this recording because I don't want y'all to hear me crying. 
But, and I remember feeling like a feeling of instant, an instant feeling of comfort. Like someone was in the room with me. And it was a full feeling. I was not alone. And hold on a second, y'all. And then the next thing I know, literally seconds later, it wasn't even a full 30 seconds later. It wasn't until minutes, minutes, almost an hour later, did I remember like, damn, Arthea, an hour ago, you was in tears. You was in pain. The next thing I know, literally seconds later, I was crying. I was not crying. I was laughing and watching YouTube like nothing had happened. That moment had completely been wiped clean. I said, that was God. I told my friend that. I was like, God came and saw about me. Keep pausing the recording when I'm, I don't want y'all to hear me. Cry. I was like, God came and saw about me last night. I, or I told her that weeks later. And so I share all that to say with you all that somebody listening to this is going through their separation season. And you don't understand why. Hold on, y'all. Try to get through this and hurry up and hit end on this. But some of y'all may be going through your separation season right now and you don't understand why, right? The old identity of who you are may be like fleeting. It may be leaving. Because also what I didn't talk about was when I went on my weight loss journey, that was a shedding of the old me because I had released like all of my old eating habits of going out to eat fast food, eating stuff like in large, large amounts, right? That was a shedding of the old me, a complete shedding, me eating my feelings because that's when I became aware that I was an emotional eater and I started recognizing my triggers or at least red flags that says, okay, you're getting ready to go and eat your feelings, don't do it, right? Um, that was the shedding of the old me. So it doesn't have to be romantic. It doesn't have to be with the other another human. It can be your ways and behaviors that have just always been you. That can be a separation season of, dang, I used to like to go, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I used to like to go to Burger King and get a double Whopper. Now I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like that used to be my thing. I would go there every day after work. That may be something that somebody is battling. Like I would go take myself out to eat every day and spend $50 on a meal. Now I don't do that and I go run. That's a shedding of the old you, right? And those changes, if you not are if you aren't aware of the separation season, you will think that you are losing yourself, right? Because that's all that you know. That's how you come to know you in that present moment. And again, I'm I'm sure I'm not doing this conversation any justice, but usually people understand what I'm talking about when I'm saying it. But I say all of this because some of you, somebody right now may be going through a separation season and you probably thinking you didn't you've been you're being punished or you did something wrong. That's why you're being stripped of either your job, maybe you've lost your job or you had to quit your job or maybe your relationships are ending, be it family, be it romantic. And I just want to say that you probably are going through your separation season. And I want to say that there's greater on the other side. That's why I always say, just get to the other side because there's better waiting for you. Now, does it feel good? No. 
It don't feel good. But while you're in your waiting season, you and your, you and your, excuse me, I keep saying waiting season, separation season, but I'm talking about your separation season, which is also interchangeable with your waiting season. When you're in those seasons, that is because God is wanting you to draw closer to him. He's wanting you to do some, some deep work, right? That you cannot do when you are distracted by food, when you're distracted by romantic relationships, when you're distracted by jobs that are working you to like until you're crispy when your past burnt out you cannot focus on that when you are trying to pour into a toxic family right you can't do that so he has to separate you and because you ain't strong enough i'm talking to me now because you ain't strong enough to do it on your own he will remove it for you right so I want to say that many of you may be going through your separation season and you feel like, dang, what did I do wrong? Or I'm being punished because I went through that for years. But you ain't being punished. God is just hiding you away, hiding you away for a little bit because he has bigger blessings for you. But he needs to get you by yourself so you can start doing your work in preparation for the blessings that are to come. Right. And I want to share this resource and then I'm going to get off. Okay, so on YouTube, I had, I've been, you know, for those who have been following my work or whatever, you know that I'm a big YouTuber. I love to watch YouTube. So in the last few, like, I would say six months or so, I've been following this person on YouTube named Melody Alyssa, A-L-I-S-A, -S Melody, A-L-I-S-A. And she does a lot of videos about like your relationship with God specifically for women but also she has men that follow her as well I suggest that you go and cook around on her YouTube channel and watch her videos I love how she breaks it down in bite-sized pieces and makes it applicable to real life I do I supplement watching her videos in addition to other things that I do go to church listen to my sermons all of the things and I by no means am a perfect human being <laughs> by no means right but I just wanted to share what has worked for me because it was laid on my spirit to do so and also the more that I talk I know that somebody is going through what I'm going what I've experienced in my life and these are the things that people don't talk about in their career right these are the unspoken things but these are the things that we need to share more because a lot of us think that it's just us and it ain't so Melody Alyssa I'm looking at my YouTube at one of the most recent episodes that I listened to of hers. Well, there's three, right? Because I always, there's two. Let me give you two. God called you to isolation. This is why. And then the second is God is not in a hurry. You are waiting on God. So I encourage you to go at least check out those two videos. And I'm going to end it here. I have my whole <laughs> live um event tonight for those on the wait list and it's 11 46 in the a.m and y'all know i normally do these episodes late at night but it really truly was laid on my heart to do this episode and again i don't even know if i'm gonna release it i don't even know i pray that i am obedient and do it and don't and don't let don't let nothing step in, stand in between that i'm gonna talk to y'all later bye